Hey guys, welcome to Wednesday's show. Today we'll talk to the guy that I found on TikTok. Because tomorrow he's flying over and he's going to perform on the show. Amazing. Yeah, big day for him. Big day for us. I love doing that where I find people. Also, we'll talk to our dentist, Amy. Amy's dentist, my dentist. And just ask him some like real life dental questions. Like real stuff. Like, you know, does it count for floss if you use those little picks? Mm. But then also if somebody like confesses to a crime while they're like loopy on gas, like do you go tell the guy? I just want to know stuff (laughs) that I've always wondered. So we'll have our dentist on later today. I did want to mention another new show that we started watching. Anyone watching Made on Netflix? No. Oh, I started it. Don't know why, but I'm about 20 minutes in. Should I keep going? M-A-I-D, Made. Mike, did you watch Made? No. I feel like somebody had posted that it was good, and Caitlin goes, hey, let's watch this show called Made on Netflix. And it's about a girl. She has an abusive um, husband or baby, ba- daddy. baby daddy, one of the two, and she has a kid. And we start watching it a little bit, and she leaves the trailer they're living in, and she has to go and... She goes through all of it, like the shelter. They're going to put her in a shelter. She finds a job working as a as a maid in these houses. That's why it's called Maid. But we started it. I watched like, I mean, maybe a half hour, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to watch this. So Kaylin watched the first episode and liked it. But, man, it was just too much like my life, like my mom's life. Because oh, wow. they show you how I mean, so much to the point where it was triggering me, where it's like, she's like, we have $13, and it shows on the screen how much money she has. And it's like, okay, we got to get gas. You have to get food and she's like we don't have enough for food so she buys gloves so she can be a maid because they make her buy her own wild and i was like hey this is going to be a show that that you watch and i think she liked it but you know how some things just hit you weird yeah, yeah. i was like i probably shouldn't watch this because it is not going to put me in a good spot because she that the girl's really young mm-hmm. and she has a kid and the car's breaking down and just, uh, so i don't know if it's good or not i thought somebody on the show had recommended it because i'd heard it was good but we started it I'll let her, Caitlin, give the review. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and check out of yeah, that one. Probably the smart thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I can see how you maybe just, you don't need to have that come up for you. Why didn't you finish watching it? I don't, because I, I think I just stumbled upon it, and I think I was trying to watch something before I, who knows? Like, sometimes I'm getting ready, and I put something on, and if I'm done getting ready, I leave the bathroom. So I think that's what happened with that one. So I'm only, tw- I, no reason, but I guess maybe I'll go back and see. But I, from what you've said, I can definitely see how that was triggering to you. What's the review on it, Mike? On Rotten Tomatoes. 96% critics. 96% positive on critics. Oh, that's good. That's about as high as it gets. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I was in the Netflix top 10. I think that's how I came across it. Yeah, sometimes those Netflix top 10s, though. It's deceiving. (laughs) Yeah, it's deceiving. I'm like, how did did this get here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My daughter just started fifth grade at a new school. Her male teacher seems to connect well with her and gets a lot of praise from other parents at that school. This week, I had my first in-person meeting with him about my daughter's progress. I've been divorced for a few years now, and I haven't really gotten back into dating. So maybe my senses are a little off, but I could have sworn he's flirting with me. I'm flattered and tempted, but I feel like following up could be a bad idea. Would it be totally inappropriate for me to see where this is heading? Signed, single, and ready to mingle. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, what grade? Kindergarten? Fifth, fifth I think, grade. Right? Oh, fifth. Oh, okay. Fifth grade. Yeah, so old enough for your kid to know, like, mommy's dating teacher. Yeah, so I'm going to go to the parents first. Amy, you got a couple kids here. Yeah. Grades what? Uh, um, Third, fourth grade, and seventh grade. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I would say... 
No, we need to wait till the kids are out of their class, and then you can maybe see what's up. But I just feel like things could get weird, and you don't want that between anybody, especially your kids. You want them to feel super comfortable at school and not anything to throw that off. Or if the teacher is not mature for some whatever whatever reason, and then you break his heart, and then he fails your kid, and then they don't make it to sixth grade, that's going to be on you. And not even fails the kid, but but just treats her differently. Mm -hmm. Because he would. Yeah. The normal average human would feel differently for sure about it. Maybe he would. Maybe he's so professional that it doesn't matter. And he probably has. You may be. You may put your. You may. You may respond to the flirting and put yourself out there. But then he's like, "Oh shoot! Like I don't know that he can date the parents. Like I don't know teacher rules and laws. But he might have to wait. And then he may end up rejecting you. And you're going to be like, "Wah wah." Eddie. Yeah. I, at first, I was like, "Yeah, why not?" Right. But then you start thinking about the kid. Yes, there's a lot, lot involved here that could go wrong for the kid. And so I'm thinking she's in fifth grade. She's about to move on to junior high. Let's just wait till the end of the year. And as soon as that last day of school is, say, it comes, you go, hey, you want to go on a date or something? Or shoot your shot at the on the last day. But if it's there, it's there. I think because the kid's involved and there could be bad repercussions on the kid, mm-hmm. if it was just on you or just on him, I wouldn't care. Right. But because the kid could actually be some some damage. Yeah. Could be some collateral damage, and that could be the kid. Had nothing to do with it, but still gets hurt. I would say steer clear until she's out of the class. Yep. We all agree on that. Yes. Totally. But once you put the kid in there, otherwise I'll be like, go for it. Yeah, why not? You only live once. But yeah, if your kid's in that class, eat, eat. And you know if all the other kids find out, they're going to give that student a hard time. Yeah, but I would say that's way secondary to the fact that most people you date, almost all, don't work out. So odds are this is going to work, work out. It doesn't work out. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, don't go to the gym. It's like you were <laughs> That's what it sounded like you were saying. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, like, hey. They don't work out. It doesn't work out. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And so odds are this isn't going to work out even if you guys exactly. do like each other and then that affects the kid. Uh, good email. We just say hold off for a second if possible. Shoot your shot like Eddie said at the end of the school year. Everybody good on that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you for that email. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if they want to email the show, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. On the phone, we have Brooke in Tampa. She lost yesterday when we played Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air. But we're going to have her on one more time. Brooke, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Okay, so pick a number. Raymundo. 50. Morgan? 36. 49. 5. All right, spinning the hundred-sided dice. The person to play is... 67. Yeah! You still get it? Is that the... Yeah. Okay. Raymundo, you'll be playing Who Wants to Be 100 Air, trying to win her $100 in cash. Let's go. All right, let's go. Brooke, you know how it works, right? That's right. All right, let the games begin. You have three lifelines. Raymundo. Yeah. The Olympic Games are normally held how many years? Every how many years? It's four, it's four years, but I mean, I was thinking two for some. But yeah, it's every, it's every four years. Is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Four years. All right. It's one dollar. Yeah, right. I'm assuming you want to keep going, Brooke. Of course. Raymundo, your $5 question. Just do it is the slogan of what company? 
I'm a big fan of this company. I like their shirts, their shoes. It is Nike. Is that your final answer? Yeah, correct. $5. Let's go to the $10 question. How you feel about that, Brooke? I'm pretty good. Ray. Yep. Sam Walton founded what American company? First thing that comes to me is Disney. But I'm not trying to screw this up. <laughs> Scuba Steve laughed so hard. <laughs> Don't do that. I, but, but me, by, by me saying that, I'm not just going to roll with that, especially since it's Brooks money. Yeah, Sam, so, Sam Walton founded what company? Yeah, I mean, it's not that. So I, uh, I think I need to use a lifeline. I'm curious which one I'm going to use, though. Brooke, Amy, what do you think? Eddie or Morgan, yeah. Brooke. Should I use a person or do a coin flip or I can do this paper toss? Um, do a person because I guarantee you they know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use a lifeline. I'm gonna go with Eddie, being the oldest. He's got to be the wisest. G- give me him. So it's all you, dog. Eddie. Smart. Sam Walton founded what American company? Uh, Ray. There's a no-brainer. It's uh, Walmart. Correct. Walt Disney founded Walt Disney. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ray. Yeah. The twenty-dollar question. Everybody good on going to the next round? Brooke, Ray. Yep, we're good. Okay. What's the name of a dance that's also used to describe a type of dots? I mean, I have no idea. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's the name of a dance, and it also can be used to describe a type of dots. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get the dots part, so I'm going to have to use another lifeline. Oh, boy. Yikes. So it's either the paper toss or the coin flip. So... Are you sure? You can't even think about it. You don't take 10 seconds to think about it? I mean, I'm trying to think, but the Type. what the a dance, a dot, I mean, what? A candy? I don't I don't even get the question. Much it's less a, have the right answer. What's the name of a dance and is also used to describe a type of a, of dots? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Does everybody else feel like they yes. know? Yes, 100%. Yes. Morgan, you don't? <laughs> what? Oh, oh I'm I'm the, I'm the dumb guy though, you guys. <laughs> well, you may, are. I don't know. Do, I mean, Morgan, you probably warned this. Does that help? Like, no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's already, oh, guess, yeah. He already... Is he already moving on? Yeah, he's, he's flipping or tossing. Okay. Yeah. Hey, would you have known it, Brooke? Oh, yeah. What would it have been? Polka dot. Yeah, the polka. Polka, 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 polka dance, polka dot. Yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like to bring Ray into the main room for a paper wad toss, or would you like to flip a coin, Brooke, for $25? Um, how confident is he on the paper toss? Paper toss is hard. Yeah, paper toss is hard. I think we're almost better with the coin flip, and as a last resort is the paper toss. Okay, we'll do the coin flip. Okay. 50-50. What would you like, Brooke? Yesterday you picked tails, and it failed. I know. Um, we'll go with tails again. Good one. You never know. All right, the coin toss. We're going three, two. One, she picks tails. Amy, what did it land on? Come on. Oh, wait. There's lots of quarters down there. Well, where's the... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. one from yesterday, too? <laughs> Were either one of them tails? They're both heads. Oh! oh! That's crazy. Oh, Dang, Brooke. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, she went oh. over, too. Well, due to legal reasons, we can't give her a prize. Dang. That's okay, that was fun, though. Okay, Brooke, we're sorry. 
Okay. Hey, would you have known the $50 question? Ballet originated in what country? Either one of you. France? Uh, no. France? No. Ray, what would you have guessed? Canada? Oh, is it Russia? It's Russia. Italy. Italy. It's Italy. Oh. For the $75 oh. question was, what U.S. president was nicknamed Tricky Dick? Bill Clinton? <laughs> no, no, no. Good guess, though. Good guess. <laughs> Nixon. Nixon. Oh Tricky Dick gosh. Nixon. Oh, because his name is Richard? Yes. Okay. And yeah. then uh, who is credited with inventing the radio? The $100 question. <gasps> Marconi? Correct. Yeah. Dang. Wow, you would have gotten that. Mar- wow. He got Marconi, but not Polka Dot. <laughs> and not Tricky Dick, either. <laughs> well, Tricky Dick was tricky. Hey, but hey. <laughs> Okay, uh, Brooke, it was, it was great to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the show, and, and maybe we'll play again sometime, okay? All right, thank you guys so All right, much. there she is, Brooke. She tried. Bobby Bonchin. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Lee Bryce's song, Memory I Don't Mess With, just went number one, and he shared why it's important to him. It's probably the most Lee Bryce song that there is. You know, it's quintessential... The kind of song that if I had to write a, a type of song every day, it'd be this type of song. Reba McIntyre talks about shooting the music video for Does He Love You with Dolly Parton. My favorite part about shooting the video with Dolly Parton was getting to visit with her in between. Second was singing with her. But to get to hang out and just visit like girlfriends was so much fun. She's the sweetheart that you think she's going to be sweet. Well, she is. And that's been the case every time I've gotten to work with Dolly. The 2021 CMT Artist of the Year event airs tonight at 9, 8 Central. Garth Brooks was just announced as one of the celebrity presenters. He will be the one to present Randy Travis with his Artist of a Lifetime Award. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A teen in Minnesota is making life easier for a bunch of animals and for their owners. So her name is Shane. She's been building wheelchairs for disabled pets. So it happened with her dog. And so she was like, well, I kind of figured out how to do it. So let me see if I can do more. And so far, she has made about 10 of them. Right now, she's working on a chair for a dog named Scooter whose back legs are paralyzed. And the deal with Scooter is he drags his legs so he can get around, but he gets sores and lesions on his legs. And then they get infected. So, Shane's figured out how to make each animal, even a rabbit it looks like. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. A wheelchair. Shane collects donations for her supplies and then donates her time. And so anyone who wants to support Shane's work can donate at wheeliesdogwheelchairs <laughs> at gmail.com. I mean, those wheelchairs are pretty amazing. My aunt and uncle had one um, on a, the wiener dog when I was a kid. And the, but it was really scary. The dog wheeled right into the pool in the backyard. And luckily they were able to save him. But the wheelchair is pretty amazing how it just like hooks up to their back legs and then they use their front to walk and it's good. Sounds like the wiener dog is running from the chair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure dogs really don't know how to use that thing. They got to really learn, huh? Maybe. (laughs) Well, uh, Shane, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, what's up? Well, I was at Great Clips, and my son was getting a haircut. And, I mean, there was all kinds of people in there, all the hairdressers. And then customers were kids to old elderly people. And all of a sudden, Walker Hayes Fancy Likes comes on the radio or whatever they were listening to. And, no, it wasn't real dramatic, but I just started looking around at every single person. And they were all under their breath, just like... 
Love Charles, one hmm. shot, girl of God. And a few little hand motions. One of the hairdressers, like, cutting hair, and I could see her doing the footwork to the fancy, like, dance. And I just was like, this is such a cool moment. I even texted Walker because I thought, I, I, met, I met this random hair place. All walks of life are in here. And just, I know how hard he's worked, and he's been grinding at it for so long. And, like, to have such success with this song, I mean, that was a that was a perfect picture of what success looks like because you had every different type of person in there mouthing the words to his song. And if you're not familiar with our history with Walker, I mean, we could go back a long time to where, I mean, he was going into work at Costco when I had found his music and was playing it over the air, and he was like, holy crap. Um, he did the Pimp and Joy song for Amy's mom and for the show yeah. whenever she was sick. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. It's called mm-hmm. Joy Like Judy, and it's like the best gift to my family ever. So my family forever is a Walker Hayes fan. And How long ago was that? I, that was, the, he wrote the song, I think, in 2014. Because so my mom was still, wow. yeah, like my mom was still alive. She ended up passing away that year. But before she did, we were able as a show to make a music video with her and Walker and the song. And... Yeah, so just for, I mean, yes, we've all been Walker fans for a long time. So it just was, it was neat to see. I mean, he came out and opened, I took him on the road for six months to open shows. So just have spent a lot of time with him as a person. When my kids came home from Haiti, we had a big party at the house and Walker came over with his guitar and his family and his kids and he played music for everybody. Like, I mean, he's just been a special part of our lives. So it's super cool to see it blowing up like it is. Mm Mm-hmm. For somebody who he just kept on grinding and tried everything possible. And people kept going, nope, 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 nope. And now he's got a massive, not just a song that we play, but I mean, it's a massive pop song. It's a massive everything song. So it's cool. I hope he doesn't get, because his success has has come from TikTok, you know, the dance. I hope he doesn't get pigeonholed into the, the TikTok artist. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's so much more than that. But, you know, there's some artists like uh, Priscilla Block. You know, she's going to need three or four hits before people start stop calling her a TikTok artist. I mean, she's going to need a hit first. But, you know, it's a great platform. But I hope people just kind of can recognize, like, the, the big body of work that he has after this run is over. Hey, hit it hard. He's going to make so much money from this. I mean, the Applebee's commercial alone. He's probably, got, he's got, probably got so much Parmesan chicken from Applebee's, it's good for the next four or five years. You think he's going to get tired of the dance? Oh, oh yeah, well, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never admit that, and, and he shouldn't. But yeah, I don't know. No, because I don't think he's so. the type. Like he's super grateful. Yeah, of I mean, um, so you know, great but, I mean, story. I'm sure that. Yeah, he just has. He has so many other, so much other music out there that I hope people check out. Like "Beer in the Fridge" is one of my favorite Walker Hay songs ever. Walker and I wrote Namaste together. Oh, yes. Yeah. Another hit. Uh Yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) I call it that. But you know how you talk about being in a place and the song plays and everybody starts singing? Yeah. That happened with Nickelback, How You Remind Me. I told you guys. Mm -hmm. This is how you remind me. Where where were you? What happened? At a restaurant. And I look around and everybody, hey, all walks alive. All walks alive. Age five, age 500. Mm -hmm. Okay. Walker's way better, though. Way better than that. I don't know. Nickelback's pretty cool. A study found that guys who don't like their wife's friends are more likely to get divorced. Same thing for women, but not as much. I was thinking about this. Like, Caitlyn's best friend, I I think I would be friends with her even if Caitlyn weren't involved. I think she's so cool. So I don't have that issue where Caitlyn's best friend's like A+. Your wife have any friends, Eddie, that you don't like? 
Maybe like early, early <laughs> friends. There was one that I really didn't like, and I almost like I don't know if I made them or what, but they ended up not talking for years, and it might have been because of me because I didn't like her so much. But I think they're friends now, and I'm cool with her. Like you're I, fine with I, yes, her. Yes, I'm totally fine. Amy, any friends of your husband? No. That, a plus or F? No, there. I like them all, and plus one of his best friends is my sister's husband. So that, thank goodness. <laughs> Researchers found that husbands who expressed disapproval of their wives' friends at the beginning of the study were more likely to have been divorced. Uh, mm. I mean, yeah. What about parents? Like, I feel like I got lucky. We've only been married for a little bit, but I feel like I got lucky in-laws? in the in-laws. Yeah, oh, yeah. my in-laws are great. And Eddie, you like yours, right? I love my in-laws. Yeah, Sometimes I, mean, I like them better than my own parents. <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. But, Eddie. you know, they're, they're awesome is what I'm saying. They're awesome. Do you yeah. feel like they're your family? <laughs> yes, they would do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Anything. I think I'm getting there, but again, it hasn't been a long... Family's a weird thing for me because didn't have a lot of it growing up. So I think that's... Because, like, I don't say I don't say I love you to anybody in my life but Caitlin and Stanley, the dog. And I'm getting there with Eller. <laughs> Well, I listen, I wouldn't say it to Stanley for like a year and a half either. Um, I think that we're, I don't know, or we we're rare, like that all three of us have yes. no well, drama. Well, because TV told me in-law sucked. No, totally. but I mean, not even just TV. Like I have friends and that have to deal with like dramatic in-law situations. And maybe it's not even the parents. It's like brother or sister-in-laws and yeah. somebody's bringing the drama in. And like I'm married into the least dramatic family in the world. We were talking about the holidays. And how you have to split holidays. For example, Eddie, I'm sure you go to your family. Do you do Thanksgiving on one? The next year you do the other? Or you trade them both or what? So I'm unique because both of my parents, the in-laws and my parents live in Texas. So we have to just split Christmas there. Thanksgiving's ours. We get to do whatever we want. So you don't go to one of them for Thanksgiving? You do your own? No, nope, but Christmas, we do one before th- before Christmas. And then we spend time with one during the actual day of Christmas. And do you flop them the next year? Yeah, sometimes we flip. You guys... Mine has been all together. Like, our families, they're just together over the holidays. <laughs> I was telling Caitlin that, in a way, she got lucky. We have, we spent, I don't have parents, so yeah. we go to all her stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I wouldn't say that's lucky. I don't know. That, yeah, I was like, lucky's <laughs> probably the wrong word. I was like, but... we, got, we could go to Oklahoma for everything. Thanksgiving, well, Christmas. Well, you're right, because splitting's stressful, you know? Sometimes you have to just rush. Oh, we got to get to this city real quick because we got to spend time with them. That's a stressful time, and it shouldn't be stressful. Not for her. Right. <laughs> she's lucky. <laughs> The world's fastest lawnmower hits a record of 143 miles an hour. Dang! Cutting grass? But shouldn't it be that you have to mow a yard when you do this? Yeah. What's it doing? Just racing? They they take these lawnmowers and they soup them up. That's ridiculous. Right. Why would you waste your time doing that? Well, because it's our thing. It's like go-karting or anything else. It's a hobby. A retired air conditioner engineer has claimed the Guinness record for the world's fastest lawnmower. A hundred. I mean, that sounds dangerous too. To be on a yeah, you need to be. In a I don't field. like driving a hundred in the car. Yeah. And if that thing flips over, is it still going to be cutting? The blade going to be spinning? Yeah, this sounds really dangerous. I don't even know if the blade runs. It I think has you guys are to. missing the point. It should. You should have to mow a yard when you set these exactly, records. or it's not a lawn mower. Right. Yeah, like grass needs to be being cut. But it can still be a lawn mower without actually mowing. Huh. Okay, but what I'm saying, Bones, is if you, like, are flying 100, how, how fast? 143. 143, and you're cutting the grass? Like, that's amazing. You're like, done in 10 minutes. Now, they have to prove that it can cut grass, period, but they don't have to cut grass while going 143. Oh. <laughs> I think you should have to cut the grass going whatever the record is. I totally. agree. Like, that doesn't... Because it's still, my point is it's still a lawnmower because it will still work. Right. But if you're going to claim 143... Let's go over to Miss Wilson's backyard. <laughs> Get the Wait. job done. You need to finish this in 8.2 seconds <laughs> right. or shut up. 
thought that was a funny story. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Twitter is testing out an alert that will warn people before they get into a heated or intense conversation. So the feature would pop something up, cautioning you like, hey, heads up. Conversations like this can be intense, prompting you to try to remain respectful as you're engaging on the app. It would prompt me to go, got it, and then mm-hmm. still tweet. <laughs> you're like, I know what I I'm mean, doing. There's another prompt, too, where it goes, because sometimes I'll like retweet a story without actually reading the story. And they'll be like, you haven't read the story. Are you sure you want to retweet this? It says that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because wow, that's cool. yeah, there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, that's a good headline. Retweet. And they're like, ah, you didn't read. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it'll give you prompts, too, that say facts matter to remind you of that. And also, diverse perspectives have value. <laughs> Sounds like I, a fortune cookie. <laughs> it's like they're just <laughs> opening up. And, cool, good for them, because maybe yeah, no, I think it's great. even if it helps 5% of people. That'd be awesome. I haven't been in a Twitter fight in a long time. Uh-oh, yeah, you're it used due. to be where you'd hang out. Here's the situation with me. And just so everybody knows, when I'm working all the time, radio show, Opry, writing, leaving weekends to shoot a show. I don't have a lot of time to do that crap. I'm not shooting anything right now. So I've all, I've gotten in trouble a couple times already. Sometimes I just get bored and I'm like, well, I need to create some content. Uh, and then I get in trouble for mm-hmm. it. So we're in prime trouble time right now. Just letting everybody know. Because you're bored. Not bored, but I feel like I should be doing something. <laughs> and sometimes when, it, when it's like, hey, time to create, I'm like, I start to get irritated at people who say dumb things. Mm. And I go after them. But, but if you're busy with projects, you don't I do don't, because I'm not even on Twitter that much. I'm too busy working. Okay. It's but like also- idle hands, you know? If I don't have idle hands, I'm good yeah. to go. Okay. Idle hands are the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my phone becomes the devil's playground, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. All right, what else? So a driver in Maine was distracted by a Kit Kat. So he accidentally drifted into the other lane. And when the officer pulled him over, he had chocolate all over his hands and a Kit Kat wrapper at his feet. But he was honest with the officer right out of the gate. And he was like, sorry, got distracted by my Kit Kat bar. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because, I mean, I've gotten in a wreck because of food. And it's just a reminder. Oftentimes we think it's a cell phone issue or whatever, but food can be just as distracting. So don't eat and drive. So it could be a Kit Kat. Did the officer give him a break? <laughs> Did he break him off a piece? I think, I think I don't know if he got a warning or a ticket, but the story just made it to Facebook from the officer. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> but I like that. Funny joke. Thank you. Look at you. Casey Musgraves um, has been dating after her divorce. And if you think that dating is rough out there for you, like Casey's an example. Not me. Don't look at me. I'm not dating. I I'm mean, married. Not you. I know, you but in people general. may think you were talking to me. Okay, people dating, yeah. if you're listening and you're dating and you think it's hard out there, well, stars are just like us because even Casey has said that it's been a little shocking. Like, it, it's it's been difficult and she's even been stood up and she was just sharing how it's it's allowed her to kind of see all sides of things, like experience love in her marriage and then now getting back into the dating world and humanity and how we're all, we all have flaws. Her new record's really personal. Like, goes after her ex-husband. A lot about the divorce. (laughs) She was married to Rustin Kelly, by the way. I mean, I hear this, and I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) It's it's tough. It'd be tough to be him. Ooh. Hey, ooh, doggy. (laughs) But I want to know who the guy is that stood Casey Musgraves up. I don't don't know. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what people are talking about. Maybe somebody was late, and I don't know. Turned into that? I have no idea. Who knows? Yeah, but it was just a little reminder that... Stars are just like us. Okay. They're not, but okay. (laughs) Is that it? Yeah, maybe. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A teen in Minnesota is making life easier for a bunch of animals and for their owners. 
So her name is Shane. She's been building wheelchairs for disabled pets. So it happened with her dog. And so she was like, well, I kind of figured out how to do it. So let me see if I can do more. And so far, she has made about 10 of them. Right now, she's working on a chair for a dog named Scooter whose back legs are paralyzed. And the deal with Scooter is he drags his legs so he can get around, but he gets sores and lesions on his legs. And then they get infected. So Shane's figured out how to make each animal, even a rabbit, it looks like. Oh, wow. Uh A wheelchair. Shane collects donations for her supplies and then donates her time. And so anyone who wants to support Shane's work can donate at wheeliesdogwheelchairs at gmail.com. I mean, those wheelchairs are pretty amazing. My aunt and uncle had one um, on a, the wiener dog when I was a kid. And the, but it was really scary. The dog wheeled right into the pool in the backyard. And luckily they were able to save him. But the wheelchair is pretty amazing how it just like hooks up to their back. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. This is crazy. Dr. Amos Sajner, he's a doctor at a hospital. He was having these flu-like symptoms, so he goes to the hospital to get himself checked. Now, he goes and does all the equipment by himself because he's a doctor. He knows what he's doing, and then he collapses. Well, he was out for about 20 minutes until a custodian goes in to change the trash, finds him unresponsive, and then calls everyone else like, doctors, nurses, come in. One of the doctors is down, and they did CPR for about 12 minutes, saved his life, and now he's back to normal, back to work. What did he think he had? COVID? I think he just said he wasn't feeling right, and he went to a, a machine that they have that does tests. Clear. Boom. On yourself. <laughs> and you then that? he passed himself out. Could you, you clear of, yourself? I don't know. That's uh, a good question. I'm feeling like, can't you just ask one of the nurses, hey, I don't feel good. Can you help me out with this machine? Probably could. That's why I thought it was COVID, because if he is feeling bad, he goes and tests himself with no one else around. Good thinking. But, but I don't know that he would pass out and be unresponsive with yeah, COVID. No, I don't know. And he was fine. It turned out he had some clog in his heart and he had to do a whole stint, but there you go. he's oh, good well, now. Oh, that's it. Okay. Well, shout out to that custodian. Yeah. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll talk to my dentist, Amy's dentist, my wife's dentist. Uh, Dr. Tremblay will be on. And we'll ask some you know, dentist questions like, when you floss, I get it, that's good. But what about those picks? Does that count? Mm, yeah. I use those. Right. Like, does that count? Also, are people's breath, is it ever so bad that you have to look at your partner and be like, oh boy. <laughs> like, I have a lot of questions for the dentist. So we'll talk to him coming up in a second. I think you'll like this interview. Uh, but first, let's get over and do the morning corny with Amy. The morning corny. What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? Squash. That was the morning corny. On the phone with us now is Amy and my dentist, Dr. Tremblay. Dr. Tremblay, good morning. Good morning, Bobby. Hey, we're glad you're here. We have a lot of questions just in general about dentistry that don't involve how many times a day do you have to brush your teeth, right? These are like... (laughs) Okay. So, and if if you feel uncomfortable answering any of these... Like say, hey, I'd rather not pass. Yeah, because we're talking. We're talking about you specifically, and you're just a fantastic dentist. And if you guys want to um, see what Dr. Tremblay's all about, his website is smileonnashville.com. So you can go see what he's about. Great dentist has done some emergency work on me, done work on Amy. So look, here we are. Let's say you, you put them under, but you've had to do with me, not under, but you put me on the gas. And Correct. has anyone ever confessed to a crime? Or if they were to confess to a crime, do you have the obligation to go and call the cops? <laughs> well, first, the level of sedation that, that the nitrous 
um, has on people. It's not like um, a surgery type of sedation where you do speak, uh, you know, and say things that you normally would not. So if you get the nitrous, you're still very much in control of your consciousness. Um, if you were to confess to a crime, I suppose it would depend on whether you're stealing a can of tomatoes from the grocery store or if you have a body buried somewhere. So you would tell so, the cops then if they said, hey, um, thanks for doing that work. I can't really talk, but I killed three people. Like you'd have to go tell the cops. I would. I, I think so. You think so? I, 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 <laughs> I personally, I would, yes. If, if it was a case of life and death, yes. I feel like I say some crazy stuff. I don't drink, and I've never smoked weed. So, I, but that I need that stuff because I get extremely anxious, and I feel like I'm saying some ridiculous stuff when I'm under there. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Jeff, have you done it? It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have felt the effects of nitrous, but it's um, it, it's it's very gentle, and like I said, it doesn't tend to have people confessing things that they wouldn't okay. in okay. a sober uh, state. Is it like so you're good. a cop who has to get tased or pepper sprayed to use it? Do you have to have all that stuff done to you to be able to do it? You know, I, I don't think you have to have it done to use it, but in dental school during our training, they allowed all of us to sit back and, and, and train on each other. So we've all felt felt the nitrous. We've felt the uh, anesthetic. Um and and uh, I haven't felt the the deep sedation. We don't we don't experiment on each other with that. But yes, we do have the opportunity to to have the nitrous and and local anesthetic. Is there ever a time when you and your assistant, your dental assistant, are working over the top of someone, and the breath is so bad you give like a hand, like a signal, like you tug your ear, and you're like, oh boy, because you don't want to say it. But are there hand signals for that? You know, every every team is different. One of the cool things that we have these devices that suction very strongly or, or very intense suction. So with the mask that we have and, and that suction, I tend not to notice that. But, yes, there have been times uh, in the past when, when I've had someone in the, in the practice who's, not, who's really let themselves go. And, and what, here's what's crazy. It's almost like, Bobby, you'll, maybe you'll be changing a diaper one day from your kid um, you'll be able to stomach it a lot more than somebody else would. And I think that's how I feel with patients who are in need. Like, even though it may be a not, a not so pleasant situation, I, I tend to work through it. So was it me? Be honest. <laughs> no, 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 you, you're, you were fine. The, the, <laughs> you you've got, you've got good teeth. You've taken care of them. Um, I'm thinking more of the, the patients who have really, uh, critical, um, fungal infections in the mouth, um, abscesses, that tends to put out a, a, an odor, a fetid odor, is that what we call it? So, but no, you guys are good. Your average Joe's pretty good. Dr. Jeff Tremblay's on with us, who is my dentist and Amy's dentist. Have you ever been asked to pull dental records because of a criminal investigation on someone? I have not. You're talking about forensics, like if they find a, uh, a body that's been decomposed for weeks and weeks and all they have are their dental records so they yeah. go to the dentist to confirm that this is i've never had it happen no but but you could like because you have our dental records if someone needed to identify us you could do that 
Absolutely. Okay. I always see nine out of ten dentists recommend a certain brand of toothpaste. First of all, you've never been asked to take that poll. And second of all, what's up with that tenth dentist? What's he on? I've never been asked to take a poll. I don't know where they do these polls. And, you know, there's always an outlier in any group. There's always one dentist who, who's not going to conform. So um, I, I also think the way that they survey for these, for these polls is probably a little bit fishy because, like I said, I've never seen one. Are there rivalries between dentists? Like, is there a dentist down the street that you're like, that guy's a jerk? Or, you know, that girl, you know, she doesn't really do, do this kind of uh, filling right. Are there, uh, there are those kind of rivalries? Absolutely. Nice. Big oh, time rivalries. Y'all like meeting an alley? Yeah, who do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's, only, there's only one guy in Nashville to steer clear of. Oh, and I assume you're not going to say who that is. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm taking it to the grave with me. I just, just letting everybody know there's one guy you got to steer clear of. If, and but why is that? Yeah, like what, what does he do? Like, does he do something shady or like, can you not trust the teeth? Is he taking advantage of people? What's the deal? Just, or you know, the, the, the dental community is fantastic in Nashville, especially, uh, we do a lot of training together, a lot of study clubs, and uh, I just I just feel like there's there there may be someone out there that I wouldn't trust with my smile. That's crazy. Oh. So there are people that just barely pass, right? And so like the low, lowest of the class. There are, you know, the funny thing is somebody who may be top of the class academically may not be able to walk and chew bubble gum at the same time or not be able to tie their shoes the same way. Meaning dentistry is, is unique in that it's a mechanical fix. The dentist is usually fixing with their hands and not with written prescriptions. So, um, yeah, there are varying degrees of affluent uh, dentists who are, who are, some are better with their hands, some choose to to go in pathology because they can't really control their hands as well. So it's, it's yeah, there's different degrees of affluent dentistry. The picks, are they the same as floss? You know, those little sticks with the little string on them? Is that the same same thing? It, it's similar. The, 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 the floss picks, um, I, th- I think it's better than using, than not flossing at all. But you, you want to make sure you're not damaging the teeth of the gums with the floss. Um, and because those are so tight, sometimes it's, it's more difficult to bend it around the tooth. And so, it, you know, I, I don't really know what the, the definitive word is on that, but I would say it's better than not flossing at all. What about orange juice? Is it bad for your teeth? Or are there drinks that you as a dentist would go, hey, if you can steer clear from these for the most part, steer away? Yes. The acidic and sugary drinks. So anything that's colorful and tastes good is acidic. Um, if you add sugar on top of it, so for example, a Diet Coke is very acidic, and the acidity is what damages teeth. And so when you add sugar and acidity uh, and you sip on these drinks all day, it's, it tends to be more damaging to the teeth. If you were to take, say, an acidic and sugary drink and drink it real quick, it's not as damaging because it's not spending time and time on the uh, uh, a long amount of time on the teeth. So if you're going to drink your Coke, just get it down and, and <laughs> chug okay. it. With it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about uh, bad breath in general? How, how can people combat 
bad breath. What do you see the, the general neglect being? Great, great question. So if someone has a healthy mouth, meaning they don't have gum disease, then it's usually the fermentation of sugar with, by the bacteria. So obviously brushing helps, mouthwash helps, but tongue scrapers are very helpful. Another thing is tonsil stones. If anybody's, if you've ever had a tonsil stone, it's almost like a firm booger in the back of your tonsils. They, um, they have a, a distinct odor. Um, but then when we start getting into gum disease, like infected gums where the bacteria has changed and you know, the bad bacteria puts out a very noticeable odor. So you want to just make sure you're getting any infection and any gum disease cleared and that will help with bad breath. What about teeth grinding? How do I stop doing that? Ooh, lots of ways. We can do Botox in your masseters. Some people are just, they just grind. It's a brain signal. So we need to have uh, night guards, very thin guards that will help protect the teeth. Um, Sometimes it's an airway issue, meaning somebody's not getting enough air when they sleep, and the response is to to grind the, the teeth back and forth. There's a lot of different reasons. How do I get my teeth whiter without going to some crazy treatment? Like, what do I do just as a general dude? Well, whitening is like working out. You're not going to get your teeth as white as they can be in one in one session, just like you're not going to get fit with one workout. So little bits over long periods of time, if you have whitening trays, doing it for 15 minutes a night for a few weeks is much better than going in and getting just a single treatment in the dental office. Little bits over longer periods of whitening. Dr. Jeff Trembley is on with us. Uh, a couple more questions here. Um, if Before I come into your office, if I decide that it's probably – I floss semi-regularly. Not as, good, not as good as I should, but I do floss. If I'm like, well, I need to go to town on my teeth before I go in. And so the day before, maybe even an hour before, I'm giving myself the business. You kind of know that, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, all right, what kind of show did you put on for me here? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know, I think we're all – <laughs> We're all a little bit guilty of that. Um, inflammation takes a few days to clear up. So if, if you've got a lot of inflammation because you've got a lot of bacteria and plaque in your mouth, a hard scrub the night before is not going to cause the inflammation to go down. So if you if you come in, you've got bleeding gums, uh, a lot of swollen, puffy tissue, we tend to know that, uh, that there was a last-ditch effort. But I encourage people not to not to try to fake out the dentist. Just just be honest with the with us. You know the the, the few people you want to be honest with are your lawyer, your dentist, your doctor, because we're here to help and not judge. Yeah, I'm never honest. I'll be honest with you right now. Here's my honesty now. I'm never honest about that. Um, so Amy, I'll have to get Caitlin on you then. Is there anything that you would like to ask him before? Yeah. We well, I think he should explain to people cause he shared this with me on my podcast about, and I, I was, my mind was blown cause I've heard growing up my whole life, use soft toothbrushes. You need to buy soft if you're getting one. So he was like, no, actually you need to do what is it medium or just recommend to people like what kind of toothbrush and then how to brush. So this is a two part answer. The the, it, it's actually the um, toothpaste and the contents of the toothpaste that that damage the teeth. So that's why people, that, or that's why in general you hear dental professionals encouraging their patients to use a very soft brush. It's because the toothpaste, all of the whitening toothpaste, and most of the general toothpaste has like little pieces in it. Think of it like gravel, grinding it into the teeth. 
So what I encourage patients to do is use a toothpaste with a very low RDA value, which is the hardness or the particles in there. So they make toothpaste that's a gel, and then you can use a firmer toothbrush, like a medium brush, and you and as long as you're not using it with uh, the toothpaste that has a lot of particles in it, you'll get a better clean, and it's not going to damage the teeth. Now, if you use a medium brush with a whitening toothpaste, it will. It's like grinding gravel against your teeth. It's going to wear. It's going to damage them. So you got to go one way or the other. It's either a very soft toothbrush with most toothpaste, or you can bump up to a medium toothpaste with, uh, sorry, a medium toothbrush and use a, a toothpaste that is a gel, like CTX3, CTX4. Um, we kind of went over that, Amy, but you could get that on Amazon, and it's, it's oh, I ordered gel. it. It doesn't yeah. have any particles. Yeah, I'm using yeah. CTX4. And I ordered a lot of that gas on the black market. That, that makes me <laughs> feel nitrous. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, on with us now, Dr. Jeff Trembley, who, listen, I had busted a tooth, and I got on Twitter, and I was like, hey, who's the best dentist? And so... Uh, who reached out to you, Dr. Trembley, and said, hey, you should reach out to Bobby? So there's a, a dentist that I've trained with who's in Ohio. His name's Robbie Mailer. He reached out to me and said, hey, you need to reach out to Bobby because he, he busted a veneer. My mom is a huge fan of his. She's texting me saying, hey, you need to go you know, reach out to Jeff so he can reach out to Bobby. So I, I told Amy, and a few weeks later, you a few days later, you were in my chair. And I bring this up because... Jean Mailer is one of your biggest fans, and she had a terrible motorcycle accident. Uh, it was fatal for her boyfriend, and she's paralyzed from the chest down. And I wanted to thank her for the introduction to you, and I know she would appreciate hearing from us and hearing from you as she recovers. And I just thought it was a really cool story that that's why we're here talking is because of Jean Mailer. Well, Jean Mailer... Thank you, and we'll send you a Pimp and Joy pack as well of a bunch of stuff here just to just show you how appreciative we are. And Dr. Tremblay, appreciate you and Amy. Yeah. I mean, we, listen, our whole family goes to Dr. Tremblay now. Me, Caitlin, he's running from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> run, run, Dr. Tremblay. <laughs> no, I mean, my husband goes there. My kids go there. Yeah. Like, the, everybody there, you're in great hands. And he has a dog, Pee-wee, this, and Pee-wee will sit in your lap while you're getting your cleaning. I never got that. Oh. There was no Pee-wee in my lap. Well, apparently you can request it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> smileonnashville.com is the site. Dr. Trembley, thank you very much, and uh, uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Josh Woods. So Josh Woods is a guy that's working in the car wash in Tulsa, and he's managing the car wash, and he, he does a little selfie video on TikTok, and he sings Neon Moon, and I see it as I'm flicking through TikTok. Here's the actual clip. If you lose your one and only, there's always room here for the lonely. Watch your broken dreams dancing out of the beams of a neon moon. And I was like, dang, that guy's good. So good. So we got him on the phone. We invited him up, and he'll be playing tomorrow. Josh, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you? So what's been happening since the last time we talked to you? Oh, man. Uh... So followers have been going up, likes have been going up, people coming out of the woodworks are coming out. <laughs> it's crazy. You got like cousins like, hey, <laughs> cousin Josh, what's happening? Yep, you got it. <laughs> so how nervous or how excited or a mixture of both are you to come up and play in the studio? Oh, 110%. I have been excited, nerves. 
honestly have been like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> have you? Did you have any issues getting off work at the car wash? No, no. They uh, they provided my plane ticket, <gasps> uh, car rental, hotel, and food. Wow. <laughs> hey, so let's shout them out then, because I think somebody that's going to do that needs to have a little little promo here, because we're on in Tulsa. That's where you live, right, Tulsa? Yes, sir. Okay, so t- tell me about where you work. So I work at uh, 71st and Memorial, uh, Tommy's Express Car Wash, and yep. I am the general manager. Let's go to Tommy. Hey, next time I'm in Tulsa, I'm going to Tommy's Express Car Wash. So is it, is it Tommy that hooked you up with the tickets and hotel and food? So my uh, company is actually owned by a different uh, oh, investors. <laughs> it's not Tommy. It sorry. used to be Tommy sorry, back sorry. in the day. Okay. Well, listen, Josh, we're very excited to be able to meet you in person. And, you know, I just kind of threw the invitation out to Josh. I said, hey, if you're ever in Nashville, come by and you can perform on our show. And so Josh said, all right. And then I get a call back. He goes, hey, I'm coming to Nashville. I love to see it. Love to see that you kind of just took it and, and now you're going to be up here. I can't wait to meet you. Anything you want to say before we see you tomorrow? I just want to say thank you to everybody uh thank you to mike bob and chuck for sending me out to nashville to meet you guys uh this is a biggest dream of mine and i'm so excited to to do this do you have any favorite like 90s country artists that you like to sing oh man brooks and dunn garth brooks clay walker the list goes on and on i've always been a country fan raised here in oklahoma vince gill reba mcintyre so I, I'm, I'm excited, and hopefully I can make Oklahomans proud. All right, buddy. Well, I guess that we will uh, come and sit in, sit in the audience and watch <laughs> him perform right here on the show tomorrow. All right, we will talk to you tomorrow then, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. Tomorrow, Josh Woods gets his big break Woo. right here on the show. Amazing. All right, Josh. See you, man. Bye-bye. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. This couple, Royce and Frankie King, they got married in 1944, but they didn't have time to plan any sort of wedding because he had to go off to serve in World War II. So nothing ever happened, no wedding pictures, nothing special. Well, now Royce is 98 and Frankie's 97, and they just celebrated their 77th wedding anniversary. Wow. So they're at St. Croix Hospice, and all the workers there helped them recreate their wedding day, and they brought in a photographer, and they got the pictures of the cake cutting, the bride walking down the aisle, and the quote-unquote first kiss. And so now they have these special memories. Did they bring in a photographer like back in the day where they put the cloth over their head? <laughs> oh, nice. And they no. go, they pull the, <laughs> and it pops. Yeah. No. <laughs> the photographer, I think, just also worked at the hospital, brought yeah. a camera and did the pictures. <laughs> Probably their iPhone, yeah. <laughs> but the photographer said it was so hard to keep from crying from behind the lens because every moment was just so special and sweet to watch. That is really cool. Yeah. And they were married 70 years. 77 years. And they're, they're I'm like, they're just now recreating it. But that's, that's a testament to the... The, the staff where they live because they're like, we'll handle this. That's great. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We always welcome you guys to call us 877-77-BOBBY. I was thinking about doing a bit in a minute where people just, if they want an update about anything, they can call and ask for it because I have two things that we're going to update in a second. And I guess I can get back to that. But if you have something you would like an update on that you heard a long time ago, let me know. Mike, what are we updating today? Don't we have two different things? Oh, an old mailbag. Okay. Where someone laid oh. out a situation and they, they hit us back because oh, they used our advice. Very cool. Oh. And then there, was there something about Eddie? <laughs> yeah. What was the Eddie? Oh, yeah, Eddie yeah. can't find his long lost. Oh. L- yeah, there's an update. Yeah. There is? There, I may have found him. Eddie has a friend from when he was like six years old he used to hang out with all the time. Jules, 10. 
I was 10 years old. And he can't find him. And all of a sudden, he's like, I want to hang out with Jules again. I just thought about him. Why not look for him? So he started tracking him down. And so we have those two updates. And then any caller, if you guys want an update, this is your time to shine. Get on the phone. 877-77-BOBBY. All right, news time. Hit it. Bobby's Big Stories. Well, this first one's unfortunate. Uh-oh. The bomb scare that caused an emergency landing at LaGuardia Airport was triggered by a passenger adjusting their camera. What? The American Airlines Flight 4817 coming from Indianapolis was forced to make an emergency landing at the Queens Airport around 3 p.m. The incident led to the suspicious passenger being taken into custody for hours. The news reports that the, quote, bomber in question, in fact, had a vintage camera, was a camera aficionado, and the woman who reported him made a mistake. Oh, no. The woman believed he was searching for bomb instructions, and when he retrieved a camera and was tinkering with it, she was convinced it was a bomb. The camera enthusiast had his luggage confiscated while being taken into custody. Oh, wow. So traumatic for him. It's just a camera. Can man. you imagine? You're just looking at your old camera, and all of a sudden, you're getting arrested and a bomb suspect. Man, that that is no good. Mm-mm. I wonder what like was the camera too old or something that she didn't know was a well, real and, camera. Yeah, how old was she? Maybe she's probably young. And I need to know a lot of things. <laughs> I need to know how old was the camera. Did it have a fuse coming out of it? Right. I need to know if she's an old white person and he wasn't. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I need I need to know a lot of that I stuff. I need to know if she has vision problems. Oh. I need to know mostly if she's a if she's an old white person and saw somebody who wasn't white doing this mm. and goes that this is a, that is not good man that makes me feel terrible for this Mm-mm. I'm assuming this was the camera fishing I was a guy said he oh that makes my heart hurt yeah like I wonder if he'll get I don't know I mean because that's so being swept away and like you're like this prime suspect all eyes on you like things could have gone terribly wrong for him thankfully he's maybe gonna be okay but mentally that's I don't know. Could he get some money? I, I, I don't know, but I'm ticked if I'm him. Hey, on the bright side, you got a good story to tell. All okay. eyes on him in the middle of the ring, just like us, sir, I guess. Because <laughs> you know. They were dying. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I just feel Poor terrible dude. for this guy. It's a whole camera. Call Morgan and Morgan. We get him on the phone. We go pro bono. Hey, we, we got you, buddy. He's like, I've already yeah. talked to him. <laughs> they already called me. Oh, that stinks. For some reason, that hits me in like a weird way. Uh, okay. And I have no idea what, what anyone was. Right. You have no do idea. you, Mike? See any pictures of people? Do you see any pictures of But I mean, what do they look I like? I see the camera. I saw him getting taken down. Mm. Imagine you're getting taken down and all you have is a camera. Oof. Okay, next story. A U.S. nuclear submarine engineer and his wife are charged with passing secrets to foreign governments through peanut butter sandwiches. Wow. After being paid $70,000 in crypto, but they were actually dealing with undercover FBI agents. Okay. Thank goodness. Navy nuclear engineer Jonathan Toby, 42, and his wife Diana, 49, were charged Saturday with selling secret information to an unidentified foreign country. The classified information contained military secrets, specifically on the nuclear Virginia-class submarines. Court records show they unwittingly communicated with FBI agents, and these are the secrets. And wow. here they are. I'm reading them to you now. Secret number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, they repre- they they had the information. Clearly, counterintelligence maybe thought they were suspicious, so then they went after them in a sting, and they got them. They got them. 
that counterintelligence is awesome and crazy. It is. I counterintelligence our own show. I've told you this before. I'll hire people to try to beat me. Yeah. Like I will go and find people that I think are really great at doing a, a form of this, either radio or podcast or something, and go, okay. I'm going to pay you a bunch of money, and I want you to break down every single weakness that we have that if you were launching a show against me, how you would take me down. Find my vulnerabilities. And so then I pay them. They go away for a month, and they come back with a huge report, and they tell me, listen to this. I pay people to tell me how I suck. And for a minute, I go, ooh. Does it like, hurt a little bit? Yeah, it does. It always hurts a little bit, but it always feels – it's like working out. I hate it while I'm doing it, but after I'm done, I'm, I'm loaded. I'm like, got it. Okay, let me boom, cover this, cover this. Don't like – boom. And I do it, and I do two people at once. We recently had to hire two private investigators for something personal, and I hired two of them at once to bring back two different reports, completely independent of each other, so I would know if it was the same. And you know what? They came back, didn't know of each other, same thing, wow. same answer. Yeah, smart. That's what I did with this hiring to beat our show. Hired two different people. They came back, mostly same answer. And they both said, Bobby, you just suck. And I'm <laughs> well, like, yeah, oh, well, man. But that's what I was wondering. If you're the one paying them, do, do you feel like they give you the... They have to. I, I'm telling them. Yeah. Like, if you don't... The, the more you give me... The, the more... Yes. Yeah, like, okay. take me down in every way possible and tell me why. Yeah. Because what I can do is I can get better from that. And then I can hire you again. And, and yeah. I had them give me all their answers in, in peanut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So everything they would tell me... They would put it. It's like this guy. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It is. It's like hiring a hitman, and your hitman's about to go take somebody down, and, and then he goes, "Just kidding, I'm FBI." Yeah. Would, that would, happens all the time too. Would you turn on your country for seventy thousand dollars or crypto? Unfortunately, like that's crazy. Sounds like it. I wouldn't. Well, no, I wouldn't either. But that's it just sounds like you would, though. Yeah. You asked that in an awfully seventy thousand. That's okay. not a lot of money to turn on your country. But if they were suspects, <laughs> like who knows? Maybe they've been. They're not. There's other things that indicate. Because that, yeah, that's crazy. It happens. It's wild. There's like spies, maybe even all in our country right now, and we have no idea. So watch your peanut butter sandwiches. Have you? I don't eat peanut butter. Good. I did good a thing then. yesterday on my Instagram. I review pumpkin things and have been for a few weeks. Like I, I, I take a pumpkin thing and I eat it and I tell people how good it is on Instagram. Mr. Bobby Bones. And I had a, they sent me a thing of pumpkin peanut butter. Now people are sending me pumpkin things to try out, to put on this thing. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I, well, I, I threw it. I don't want, I have nothing to do with peanut butter. Because he doesn't like peanut butter. I, know, I mean, hate peanut butter. You don't have to throw it out. I, no, I chunked it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I gave it to my camera guy. <laughs> cool. I was like, you're out of your mind. Uh, sorry, Bridgerton, which was the number one show all time on Netflix. The new number one show of all time on Netflix is? Squid, Squid Games. Games. Mm-hmm. By far. Already. I don't Crazy. think there's an S, is there? Who cares? Oh. Don't be don't be like that. Don't be that person. I put S behind everything. Yeah, I mean, Walmart's. Walmart's, Nordstrom's. Yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah, you're like you're like Caitlin to me. She's like, it's not called Nordstrom's. It's not called Walmart's. So, yeah, I was just saying hey, it. Cr- we don't okay. need you to do that. All right, call it. Some of us keep, are from the South. Keep calling it everything with an S. Burger Kings. Yeah. <laughs> Targets. <laughs> it's already been viewed by 111 million accounts. It's just, it's the greatest. And for me, I watched it before the hype, so I probably have that feeling. If I'm watching it post-hype, I'm just going to think it's probably really good. Yeah. yeah, fair to say. You know? I was shocked by it when I was watching it. I mean, I'm post-hype, and I think it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I was showing it to Eddie's kids yesterday. What? No, you weren't. Yeah, no. We were watching it. To- they came over. What if... <laughs> I would be so mad at you right now. Like, what? <laughs> well, you, Eddie, I mean, my daughter's watching it, but I guess our no, kids are different. No, I just know my kids. They would not be able to handle that show. You don't think so? At all. Uh, and finally, on a more serious, serious note, Gabby Petito's cause of death has now been addressed, and we know what it is. Mike D., what's the situation with this? So it was initially ruled a homicide, and now they know it was due to strangulation. So a, a person, yes, possibly Brian Laundry, strangled her. Yeah, three to four weeks before her body was found is what they determined. A 
month, huh? Yeah, and that's around the time that that last traffic incident happened and her last text was received. Mm-hmm. The traffic incident I think I saw on TikTok with the body camera? Yeah, that was August 12th. And when do they think that happened? That was... No, the strangula... The, the... So it would have been three to four weeks before her body was found, so that would have put it at the end of August. Yeah. And that was around the time that she got that last text and then they reported her missing on September 11th. So it kind of matches up with that. Here's a clip of the coroner who held a press conference about Gabby Petito. After a detailed investigation by you know, a forensic pathologist. This. I'm good. I don't need to hear that clip of the yeah. coroner talking. But they still haven't found this dude. Wild, they can't find this I guy. I know. That's so crazy. Guys, he's got to be gone. I think he killed himself too. Like, yeah. Oh, yo, you think no, out no, of the no, country. No, no, gone. Done. Like I would you. think he killed himself too, and that's why they can't find him because he's not going anywhere, and he doesn't have to have food. He doesn't have to find. Right. Remember, he did hitchhike for a while with a couple people who picked him up, and then goes, "Hey, I picked that guy up." Wow. That's gotta be wild. For Either those he's the greatest hider ever, like hide and seek champion 2021, or two, he's dead. Because it's not like he has a, um, help in the hiding. It's just him. Like other people that have been in hiding for a long time, they have. Resources well, they are now saying and... that somebody could be helping him. I did what? see, I did see, I hate to quote Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah, okay. here you go. Come on. No, not here what do we say? go. <laughs> that, that somebody could be helping him. Mm. That at this point, somebody's probably helping him if he's out. So then you go, who's helping him? You start to list those people who he knows. I mean, if you're maybe those that are helping him, they they know him and they don't think that this is possible. He could ever do something like this and they believe he's innocent. So they want to help him. I don't yeah, know. So, but then if you don't think he did it, then it's like, hey, dude, if you didn't do it, go tell the cops. So they'll get off. I know. It's a it's a national manhunt and they cannot find him. We knew dog wouldn't you know, find him. He's trying. I think he's done now. Isn't oh, he, he gave up already? I haven't seen that he's done. Oh, I thought I thought he got tired. <laughs> he gave up. All right. Uh, that's the news. Go ahead and shut that down. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Hey, everybody. If you get on an airplane that you don't own, and that airplane that you don't own, which, by the way, you have no ownership of, says you have to wear a mask, you have to wear a mask. You don't own the airplane. It's their rule. It's like going into somebody's house. If it's say you take your shoes off, you have to take your shoes off. You may not be a person that takes their shoes off, but you're walking into somebody else's house. Hold on, devil's advocate, but I paid for a ticket. Okay, well, here's, your, here's your refund. Okay. Yeah, no, that... Ugh. No, I'm just telling you that's what the... I know that's not it, what you would say, right. but the fact that someone's like, no, but I the, bought a ticket. But you paid for the ticket knowing the rules. Yeah, no. I you bought that seat you for did. $120. You don't own the seat. That's... You bought it for 120 Good job finding a good fare. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Southwest. Re- Want to get away. <laughs> reasonable flight. <laughs> Um, yeah, you that's... bought that ticket already knowing the rules because the rules have been stated. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would say you're even more of an idiot than for, for oh. using that as an argument. Okay. I know. I'm so embarrassed for these people. I love, like secondhand embarrassment for a people. A belligerent passenger was hauled off a United Airlines flight to Las Vegas after threatening his fellow flyers with bodily harm when he was told to put on his mask. Footage of the shocking incident was posted on TikTok but went viral. You won't believe it happened on my flight, the guy says. The one-minute clip starts off with a guy in a green hat removing his face mask and yelling, take me off. I don't even want to go to Cali. He's covered in tattoos. He's got like a t-shirt. I mean, he's trying to be a little too hard. Like he's letting everybody know he's hard. He threatens to break someone's neck. Oh man. The the kid in front of him, I don't know what clip, I was watching this yesterday. The kid in front of him is recording him on his phone behind him. Oh gosh. And his whole thing was like, hey man, I'm just trying to play like words with friends. And and this guy's going off. He was like, I don't even want to go to Cali. I'll go. And here's a clip. Take the 
I didn't even want to go to Cali. I didn't even want to go to Cali. Who you talking to? I will find your name, date of birth, and address. I will know your social security number before I get off this plane. Yo, mind your business. Mind your business. Because I will break your neck. Oh, wow. Oh, my. He's telling somebody he's got no social security number. I'll be like, I got LifeLock. Bring it. Wow. I got LifeLock security. He's an idiot. He should be kicked off every plane. You don't get to fly anymore. Yeah. You got legs. You got a car. You got a bus. Baby, run. But he doesn't need that because he didn't even want to go to Cali. That's true. It's fine. Like everyone's like, well, okay, we get it. If you really didn't want to go. <laughs> like that matters. He's oh, an idiot. He sounds angry. He, he's hurting. I think he just didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah, but to respond that way, you've got something going on. Because you have to. I don't care if you're anti-mask. To get on an airplane, you have to wear a mask. That's the rule. Yeah. Hey, on a, in a store that says no shoes, no service. You can't walk in shirtless. Right. It's the same thing. Some stores you can't. Some stores say, hey, no dogs. Some say dogs. Right. Sometimes Caitlin will go down. There's a store near our house where they sell like shower and bath stuff. And Eller can go in the store with her and walk around. Some stores, they don't allow it. And you know what happens to the ones where they don't allow it? She doesn't take Eller in. I shouldn't go, I didn't want to shop here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So this is not a wear a mask or not wear a mask situation. This is a here's the rule, you idiot. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to act like you were done wrong. Ugh. Man, uh. he, he threatened to break a neck. He threatened to know someone's social security number. That's a weird one. That's yeah. What, are you going to steal his identity? <laughs> How are you going to do that? Are you going to go home and steal his identity <laughs> and run up some charges at Best Buy? Like weird. What's, what's happening? All right, update time. Let's go. You ready? Bobby Bones Show. Update. Got a lot of them. Let's start with this one. We recently answered an email about a woman and her boyfriend who just bought a house together, and she needed advice on getting him to go with a no shoes inside the house rule. Remember this mailbag? Yeah. It was, we bought a house, but he wants to wear shoes inside, but I was raised in a house where we don't wear shoes because I don't like all the dis disgusting stuff on the floor. Here's the update. Hey, Bobby and friends. Thanks for your suggestions on how to approach this situation. I ended up sharing the segment with him, which was probably the wrong approach. Oh. However, <laughs> oh, when he returned home later in the day, his shoes were left by the door. There you go. Dang. So it worked. Rachel. Yes. I mean, we've we've even said to so many people, just play it back, play this back for them, but we're kind of joking. That's amazing she did it. Hey, I ain't playing back. <laughs> you ready? Bobby Bones Show. Update. A couple weeks ago, Eddie said, I got this friend when I was 10 years old. We played together all the time. His name was Jules. Where'd you meet Jules? Summer camp. And we, how and did this were, even come up? So it was a weird summer camp, too. Like, I went because a friend invited me to summer camp, and it ended up being like a juvenile camp where, like, troubled kids went. I was never in trouble. I just tagged along. But I ended up finding a guy named Jules who was really cool, and we hung out for an entire week and became really good friends. She's like, I went to juvie camp. It was crazy. I don't know why. It was crazy. It was like prison. <laughs> it was like prison. Why did your parents send you to prison? It wasn't my parents. My buddy Pedro. Your, your parents <laughs> let you tag along to prison, though? My buddy Pedro, he was like always in trouble, and he went to, hey, he's like, hey, man, I'm going to a summer camp. You want to come with me? Turns out his parents were sending him to like a juvie camp. But your parents let you go to a juvie they camp. They didn't know it was a juvie camp. Come on. I mean, they, they just what said, if the judge was like, all right. Pedro, I sentenced you to 10 years in the pen. <laughs> and he's like, can Eddie come? <laughs> no, it wasn't like a court-appointed uh, uh, yeah. camp. It was just like parents like, I have a troubled kid. This camp will straighten him out. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it was a voluntary like sure. boot camp. Yes. So, but how did this come up on the air? Does he so, remember? Tell yes. me, he had to tell me something good about Pimp House. 
Yeah, these two yeah. kids who moved, one kid moved to another city, and they kept in touch through mail or whatever. And so that's how me and Jules kept in touch. After summer camp, we wrote a couple letters to each other because he lived in New Orleans and I lived in McAllen, Texas. So you have outwardly expressed your intention to meet up with Jules again, but you don't know where he lives. I don't, I don't, he was from New Orleans and this was, I don't know, I was 10 years old. So how, how long ago was wow, that? Wow, 80s. Like 100 years. Yeah. So listeners have reached out to go, hey, yes. I can try to help you. Somebody sent me a DM and said, I think I found Jules. I mean, I just said that he was from New Orleans. Uh, he was really good at football. Um, was he Hispanic or was he a black guy? No, he's a black guy. Okay. And I said that on air. So somebody sent me a Jules from New Orleans and I looked at him and I'm like, it was a long time ago, but it kind of looks like Jules. I don't remember really what he looked like, but so I reached out. It was on Facebook. You reached out to the Jules? You weren't even... Sh- I DM'd the Jules. I said, Jules, this is Eddie. I, I Look, and I told him the whole story. We may have met in San Antonio, like whatever, 30 years ago, uh, and you lived in New Orleans. I lived in McAllen. Is this you? And that's all I said. Did he reply? No, nothing yet. Oh. Nothing yet. But I mean... Do you have a picture of him as a kid versus a picture of him as an adult? No. He, tell, tell me honestly you don't keep a picture of him no. as a kid in your wallet. <laughs> no. I have the memory in my head of what Jules looked like back when we were 10. And then I see this guy on Facebook and I'm like, it kind of looks like him, I guess. When did you send the message? I sent it yeah, two days ago. Hmm. And you were like very specific. He like probably we were... thinks it's a scam. Well, if it's not him, he thinks it's a scam. But if it is him and he sees Eddie, San Antonio camp, yeah, I remember you. So if, if I hear nothing for another couple days, I know it's not him. I would send one more. Go like, like hey, hello, dude, you there? It? No, 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 oh, no, not that. Hey, this is not a scam. I went to camp with a guy named Jules at this specific camp in this town. If this is not you, sorry, I'm just on track to find my long lost friend. <laughs> Why did it? I would say that. I would. <laughs> Why did a listener think it was this person just based on their just name based and on looks? what I said? Okay. And I mean, it kind of looks like him. I they just don't can't, know him. They don't know him. Wow, at and all. they found him. That's hey. crazy. K-I-T, okay? Keep, Keep in touch. touch. Keep in touch. You got him it. And, us. and Jules, that'd be cool to meet up with him. D in Washington, D.C. is on the phone. Hey, D, what is your question? What do you want an update on? Hey, studio. What up? Hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, I was trying to find out um, an update on the uh, fireman dating situation. Okay. You ready? Bobby Bones Show. Update. Abby, it's been a couple days since we've talked about the fireman. Is there anything you want to add right now, or are you playing it cool? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, You know how he sent me, like, the directory and everything? His fire chief, who had a very similar number to yours. Yes. And I'm like, I can't just sit here and be like, okay, yeah, that's right. I believe you or whatever. So I kind of was researching myself, and it... I found that it doesn't match. Like, his, that's not his number. What? Hold on. Big what? twist. Big twist. We may have to come back for another segment. What? Yeah, we need to come back. Because, Abby, when you and I talked, even yes. last night when you were you had sent me some stuff about this, this wasn't what you told me. I know. Yeah. Well, I did this last night, and I was like, I got to know. I can't just sit here and not. Okay. But the, hold yeah. on. Mm-hmm. A, a little bit I'm shook. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Because I wanted to FaceTime him, but I wanted to have more information. So, let me just give a 30-second recap. We may do have it. to come back. Yeah, we do. This is up to Abby's comfortability with talking about this, though. So, you let me know. Do you want to not talk about it? Or- I can briefly. I just wanted to say that, yes, now I'm in a little pickle because mm. it doesn't match up. Which was my nickname. Well, still, little okay. pickle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, still my nickname. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, let's come back because I I don't I want to see if she'll talk about something else that she told me last night that is very suspicious. Well, that's all, that's always slippery to go like I want to see if Eddie will talk about something he talked to me about yeah, last that's night. Weird. You should ask her first. <laughs> what does this mean? Eddie told me a deep dark secret last night. I want to see if I talk about it next. <laughs> I don't think it's a secret. Okay, oh, for everyone listening, let me give you a thirty second recap. Abby comes on, and she goes, this guy randomly messaged me, a text message. He sent a picture. He meant to send it to his fire chief. We started texting back and forth. He said my number was close to the fire chief's number. We investigated. She, the, he sent Abby the fire chief's number. Uh, the fire chief's number was really close to her number. And she FaceTimed him. He's a real person. And then the next thing, we were like, well, we guess it's just accidental love. Yeah, yeah don't they, forget they're flirting with each other, too. They message too. all the time. But now there's been another twist. Yes. Maybe two. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I don't know I'm the teasing one. myself right now <laughs> to the next segment. Okay. Well, so the caller, you stand by. Stand by. Hey, D, I, I forgot we had a caller on. Yeah. D, are you still there? Yeah, I am. Can you but hang? I just have a couple of questions. Can you hang okay. out one I second, though? On. Hold on, hold on. I need to break, but can you hang out for three minutes and we come back and get to the bottom of this? Of course. Of course. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. All right, this started with a call from D in Washington, D.C., who listens on WMCQ. Hey, D, you still there? I'm still here. And you had asked the question on what's the update between Abby and the firefighter. Correct. Okay. Because my part of my question was, how do you know he's not listening when you were doing that FaceTime call? Right. So we have a lot of questions, and we Alex. thought they were all put to rest because – Last I had heard from Abby, which what I thought she was going to say was, hey, we're just going to take it slow. We've just been talking a little bit. You've been flirting a little bit online, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. through text. Yeah. It's like nonstop talking. And the <laughs> last, but, but he had showed us, he had shown us this directory. And his fire chief's number was basically Abby's last two numbers flip flopped. And we were like, oh, maybe it was an accident. He wanted to prove to her. Yes. That. So, but what have you found out since? So. I looked up the guy, the chief, his name. I looked him up. Or actually, Mike helped me. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike will find anybody. Anytime. I know. Yeah. And he sent it to me, and it's a completely different number. Like, that person's in Wichita. And so then I got on this uh, site where you can hear their voicemail, and I typed in the one that's, like, mine, and it's a different guy. He did say, hi, this is my And it's not the chief. Not his name. Oh, interesting. Oh, what if this is how we uncover the chief is living a double life? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, Amy. Okay, okay, okay let's, let's go to a couple people here. First of all, Abby, what do you think is now happening? Great question. I, that's what I, now I'm like, and I just had a caller and he's like, why do you keep questioning everything? Just let it go. Like, you know, why do you keep second guessing everything and seeing what's wrong? And I'm like, because I, it's not adding up, you know? I guess I you kind of just need to call that number yourself. Oh, I was going to talk with my guy. I was going to, like, FaceTime him my and be guy. like, Your okay, let, well, you know you, you know can, what I mean? I was, yeah, do that, too. <laughs> not my guy, but you know what I mean, uh-huh. the firefighter. Do you so, feel comfortable doing that? I, I guess so at this point. I don't know. You have to hey, eventually. Psst, let her do it. Okay, I know, but, I mean, I worry about, if this guy's crazy enough to do this, it's, it worries me. Mike, what do you think's happening, Mike D? I mean, I think if he forged that website, he went to a very extreme thing to fake the number and prove that. You think he could afford his website? There was like 30 phone numbers on that thing with 30 <laughs> I, different people. It's very suspicious, but if the numbers doesn't match with that guy, 
It has to be, like, faked. I, so everybody in that directory, the, sh- the screenshot we saw is with the fire department. I just want to call every number on there and <laughs> no. be like, hey, da 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 He could have easily, though, Straight put up. the whole list of real numbers. And just changed one. And just changed the fire chiefs to which he sent Abby a picture of and pointed to. True. Morgan, what do you think ha- is happening here? I think we're back to my theory. I think he knows Abby, and I think that he heard her on the show, found her number online, and he's doing some sketchy things. I just, I, in my heart, he's he's being too sketchy for me. And maybe I got a little too lax, too, because I was like, I'm starting to believe it's real. I, well, I also I thought know. sketch. I thought it was love. Fate. What do we do? What We've do we- never talked about the show. It's never come up. He's never asked me. Because he knows everything about it. Yeah, like he's never been like, what's the show? I want to look it up. Or, and yeah. I haven't said anything. Normally when you say, so. I work in radio, people say, oh, what What do you do? And then you say, oh, I'm, I'm da, 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 da. Oh, what show is it? I mean, that's but not like, this guy, Bones, because he knows everything about her. Yeah, I mean, that part. Can, can we talk about the thing I maybe want to talk about? Can we talk about it? Sure. Okay. No, sure. if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. No, it's fine. No, this. Are you ha- sure? Yes. This okay. is what is making me lean more towards Morgan Number Two's theory, which I was firmly against. Like I still want to believe that this is legit and he's not lying. But he is on Instagram, and he. We can all access his page. He he's he's private, but we can see his photo and everything. Mm-hmm. At me, Morgan, just Hillary. the main photo, the main yes, photo. his main photo. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it says you have to follow him to see more. Well, if if um, Abby types it in from her Instagram account, she sees nothing. Yeah, like he's blocked her. He's not there anymore. Remember, I told you guys that I found him. Well, he blocked you. well, now I and don't she's see never him. given him. <laughs> I said, how does he know your Instagram? Have you ever given it to him? And she's like, no. Which then leads me to like. Why hasn't, if you're talking this much, why haven't you been like, hey, what are, what's, your, I mean, I've known people for way less than this that's like, hey, what's your Instagram? I want to check, you know. So I, it's just very suspicious that, that, that she's the only one that can't access, which would mean he blocked her. So somehow he knows her Instagram and she's never given it to him. I'm glad Gen Z Eddie hopped in to go sus in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, yeah. I want her to sound cooler. Yeah, thanks, Eddie. Yeah, hey, so that's weird that oh. he could have blocked you. Yeah, it's Is he still strange. texting with you as he blocked you? Oh, yeah. We're also, still texting. Mm-hmm. his Instagram handle, sus. <laughs> Is it like six, 69 boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's got a picture of him and he's got children. We know that. Yeah. And, oh, uh, no. you know, that's fine. It's the handle. It's like. Hey, D, what do you think's happening here? You called it's, us. It's Let's go to you. You're outside perspective. Well, I, I also had another question for her, which is, he has a 202 area code. I work, I run a medical practice in D.C. area, and I get area codes from all over the country. So how do you know he's really in D.C.? Well, I we don't, don't know that we, have him go outside the Lincoln Memorial next time <laughs> yeah. we FaceTime. Make a selfie, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> go yeah. I guess I was just assuming because of it, based on the picture he sent me. We need a pic with of him truck. and Lincoln stat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll ask that. If it ain't you and Pelosi, we don't want to know. With a, <laughs> I need with to see you and Mitch McConnell <laughs> and having dinner or nothing. With today's paper. Um. Yeah, Date. this has gotten weird. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, see, getting, let's see if mm-hmm. from your Instagram we can, you're, you're, if you're I not blocked. I don't know his name, though. Yeah, well, let me tell you that because oh, you're going to be like, okay. Oh, yeah, I want to see Bones' reaction. Okay, what is it again? I oh, well, what? Yeah, don't say it on the on the mic. <laughs> <She won't. laughs> let's, let's keep it down. <laughs> Abby, I'm a bit concerned now. Yeah. yeah. Amy, where are you it's, going? I'm getting the rest of it. Make sure I spell it right. Oh, yeah. This first part's so funny. I mean, the last part's his name, but what's in front of his name is so funny. Okay, let me get on Instagram. <laughs> I love how. Like. 
Uh, okay. I just don't even know. Uh, I don't think that's what? so bad. Okay. It's just alliteration. Oh, man, if he finds him. Is, mm. is that? Oh, you know why it is, though? Because it's named after a wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why okay, that guys. is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's his name's fine, guys. He's just doing a pun on it. Okay, you're not blocked. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm the only one. It okay. says you can't find him. I know that it's him. private, but you can take a screenshot of that and zoom in on his face. Yeah, but here's what I'm just going to let everybody know. His name is not sus. Ever. Okay, well, I had no idea it was that was a wrestler, but if I was a girl, maybe going on a date with a guy and he told me that was his Instagram and I didn't know it was a wrestler reference, I would be like, well, this is weird. Yeah, name not sus at all. Um, okay. Okay. Abby, I don't know what to tell you. It, well, is he the wrestler? <laughs> he's a, no, that, that wrestler's dead. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Um, <laughs> I'll just... You'll just what? I I'm think, afraid that you're going to continue to weigh deeper into this and f- actually fall in love with someone who's scamming you. That's what I'm I'm thinking. <laughs> I think I'll I think FaceTime him. I you need to get him. to the bottom of this. Like, yeah, I'm going to do that this week. I really am. I'm just going to be like, okay, you got to be straight up with me. I think also like, if this gets back to him and he does hear the show, he's not going to respond to anything you say anymore. Hello. Are you sure fit. he blocked you on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, because they helped me look too. Yeah, she types in what you typed in and nothing well, comes Well, that idiot should have blocked all of us then. Yeah. And all the B team. <laughs> but he may- What if later he, we were all blocked because oh, no. he heard it? <laughs> Who does he think he is? Travis Tritt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, so weird. Yeah. Okay, I, Abby. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end it here, but that's weird. And I'm now back on the side of you're being scammed. That's sad. Yeah. <sighs> I was I, I was hopeful, but so just we'll fl- see. fly up to see him once, and if it doesn't work out, <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, I'll do I that. D- I'll book I do. My flight. Is anybody else worried about the mental state of someone that's gonna go through this link to trick Abby, and if we should be concerned? Because I. Anybody? Or just no. me? Mm-hmm. Am I like- ha- Having dealt with stalkers before, I would definitely put it. It's somewhere. No. Okay. I, I would go no. Because I just want to don't. I don't want to do anything. Because he hasn't made any. And he, he hasn't reached out to you. He doesn't know where you live. It okay. gets a little different then. Yeah. Not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> and I say this fresh off of dealing with it myself. Okay. There's- I just. Yeah. I don't want to do anything that for her to make any moves that. Trigger him in a weird way. I would, hey, I, all, what I would do is just give that information to Tim, our security guy here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh. Just give it to him just so he knows. Gotcha. Yeah, Tim's great. He'll meet you in a random parking lot if you think you have a bomb. It's He's great. So, guys, if he's listening and he says, all right, I'm just going to come clean call today. Us, well, call hey, us. Text me now if you hear this. No, call the show. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I got a few words. I, I need to get to the bottom of this because Abby's too nice. But if he does come clean and says, it was me, I was just trying to come up with a clever way to get to Abby. Not like, clever. Hey, nope. right. But is it okay still? Then, like, the, hey, the, TBD. No. <laughs> uh, but I need to hear. I need to hear his story. Okay. Okay. TBD. Okay. Abby, thank you. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Good luck. Wow. Woo. Did not know it was going to go that direction. Yeah. Man. I know. At first, I thought maybe her Instagram was broken, but did it like he five times. He blocked her. Yeah. But she, still text with her. He didn't even create a fake page to talk with her. Yeah. Very strange. All right. Well, I think that's it for this segment. Everybody good? Yep. Yeah. Um, Great. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. Eddie is filling in for Lunchbox. There's a woman in Cleveland who says her mailman is doing something he shouldn't be doing. 
He's peeing on her mailbox. He's seen, she's seen him do it a couple times. And then finally, the third time, she says, oh, I see him now. I'm going to confront him. Well, so, that's weird. I could get once if you just have to pee and it's random. Right? So at some point, you think it's just like, why my mailbox? Three times? Three times. So she goes outside and says, hey, you're peeing on my mailbox. So quickly, he gets a water bottle. He's like, no, I'm pouring water on the mailbox what I'm doing. She calls the cops. He tells the same story to the cops. They smell it. And you're going to jail. But Wait, first, I got two things here. One, he goes to jail for that? Yeah, you can't urinate in public. But is that jail or that's, that is a ticket? That's jail, my friend. And then two, why? Uh, there are rumors flying in this. Okay, this in, is what I want. In this story this said that she hasn't tipped in the Christmas time whenever they ask for tips. She has not done that. What's the guy's name? <laughs> the mailman. Justice for the mailman. <laughs> We're not talking about the mailman. Justice I don't know for his the name. mailman. I say tip the poor guy. <laughs> He's the bonehead, though. All right, there you go. And that's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> William Shatner will be going up today. It was today. delayed, but today's the day he goes into space. He's 90 years old. He'll be the oldest person in space. Good for him. I hope he makes it. 90? That's old. Hopefully it's not too much on the body. Yeah. I yeah. can't imagine it's a completely smooth ride catapulting into space. Mm. Also, I stand by the fact that he could go up and just say, let me out. I want to go this I way. I want to end it in space. I just do not think that's going to happen. But they do say that your body ages more quickly up there. He may come down 110. (laughs) Whoa, just like that. Mm -hmm. I don't, if I were betting money, I wouldn't bet that he's going to go up and go, let me out of here, I want to die in space. Right. But I do think that's an outside possibility since he's known for space, space travel. I was watching him on the (laughs) news. the movies, the TV. I mean, that's what he's known for. He does not look 90 at all. I'm like, what? Talk to us about what you're doing. Does he look older than 90? No. No. He looks... No. Are you seeing him in makeup and picture with editing? Well, he was, yeah, he had his little spacesuit on. Well, I don't know yeah. if he got makeup on to go to space. He has a helmet on. He does not look 90. <laughs> it could have been a rerun. <laughs> yes. No, it that wasn't That was 1978, him. Amy. No, it was from, like, today. Also, spoiler alert on Dancing with the Stars last night, if you don't want to know who was eliminated. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I do it for 10 minutes so oh no one gosh. gets mad at me. That's enough time. So they eliminated two couples last night. And I'm going to be honest, I was surprised at the two who went home. I don't watch the show live, but I watch clips on YouTube, just the dance parts. And Brian Austin Green and Sharna <gasps> were, they did? were eliminated. What? Shocking. I thought they would win. And then Matt James from The Bachelor was sent home too, which The Bachelor people always have a huge fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two strong couples went down. That's Dang. crazy. I too really, strong in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any of this, nor have I seen them dance, but I had my money on Sharna and Brian. I didn't have my money on them to win, but I thought they'd go farther because they're they both can young dance. and able-bodied. Yeah. But it's all about people like you or not. Yeah, that's mm. true. I like him, though. And I, I don't know him. I mean, I don't know him on the show. Me neither. I mean, I don't know him anywhere. What am I talking about? But I don't watch the show. I don't see what they're ta- what, what, what the people are seeing. The only reason I won that show is because people like me. And I was just like, hey, guys, I'm not very good at this. So you're going to watch me try hard, and I'm going to fail a lot, but I'm going to grow. And I just was kind of presented as that. And for some reason, I got to go, and I kept kept going. But they're eliminated. Wow. Jimmy Allen's still in. Cool. Which That's is awesome. Yeah. The Cobra Kai guy. Martin Cove. Scuba Steve, have we had any contact with his people? Yeah, he said that um, his son can come on the show, and I said, well, hold off for a moment. Who's his son? His son is in Cobra Kai as well, but not as well known of a character. I need to see who that is, but we want it. We want... Well, yeah, he's that, that's the plan, eventually, to have him on, but now that the taping is over for him, um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks he can come on for us. 
Okay, Martin Cove son. Because Martin Cove plays the bad guy in Cobra Kai. The sensei. Yeah. From the 80s and then this yeah. time. Jesse Cove. He's also in those commercials where he does koala kai. Yeah, I don't know his son from the show, and I've watched every episode. And he may be in the new season coming up. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Probably what yeah. it is, yeah. I don't know that one. Until Thursday. Goodbye, friends. On, on, on Twitter and Instagram. Mr. Bobby Bone.